Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, Kelly Lee here, and this is Testimony Tuesday with yet another amazing episode we cannot wait to share with you. Our guest today is Becoming Colleen. You need to look her up and her awesome work for the Lord. She's a really, really talented singer-songwriter, and she's going to share with us today a story of forgiveness, and forgiveness is such a difficult thing, but it is commanded of us in the Bible. It's so, so important to the Lord. And so as you guys know, we always talk about Revelation 12, verse 11, which says, and they overcame him, meaning Satan and his minions and everything that he tries to throw at us, especially as children. We overcome it by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And testimonies are so important because When we speak them, there's healing in our words, and there's also healing for somebody out there. There's somebody out there that's going through that exact situation that could run into this podcast and be like, that's me. I identify with that definitely. So welcome, sister. Hi. She's all the way from Italy. (laughs) Hi, Kelly. How are you? God bless you. God bless you. I'm so excited to have you. It's so like, it's so amazing that we can do this, right? Like, <laughs> Good to see you. It, it truly is. 
So Colleen's been featured in the magazine a few times, and you can hear her work on Music Lovers Radio. you got to check out her latest single, which is called... Surrender. Surrender. During the time when you sent me Surrender, I'm telling you, I heard the word surrender about 50 times. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I heard it 50 times, and everywhere I went, I was hearing Surrender, and then you sent me an email, hey, here's my latest single, Surrender. I'm like, okay, Lord, Surrender, I get it. (laughs) That's the Holy Spirit for you. (laughs) Amen. He's always going to just, like, keep reminding you, like, hello. (laughs) I'm still telling you the same thing. Confirmation everywhere. Yeah, everywhere you look, until you do. (laughs) (laughs) so Colleen is going to share a story about her uh, family member in particular her mother and her time as a child and growing up and trying to forgive trying to forgive trying to forgive not really knowing that the Lord was on her side and he was with her the entire time Um, situations with uh, mothers in particular for daughters can be very very difficult I know I myself have had my challenges with my mother growing up. And, um, you know, as an adult, it's amazing how the Lord was just like one day. (laughs) He was just like, you got to go back home six hours away because you left her there and you got to forgive her. Because I feel like we always try to run. I know. I ran all the way from Trinidad and Tobago to America. I know. I did run. (laughs) I think we always try to do that. But then it's like when we face those challenges with him, that's who is getting us through it. We just have to come full circle. That's it. That's it. It's true. It has to. It has to. And it has to get to that point, right? For me, um, it was um, I was six hours away, and my sister was calling me, and my phone was on silent. And she said, "I've I've been trying to call you." She finally got me, and she said, "I've been trying to call you all night. Mom's in the hospital." And I was like, "What?" And the Lord was like, "Go home and forgive," I because know. we never want to be in a situation where we have regrets, right? Where like it's no longer an opportunity to say I'm sorry. It's no longer an opportunity to overcome it. Yes, but I think not only that, because there are, um, there have been many times in my life when I tried to get, you know, get close to my mom, but there was obviously something, a barrier there that was not caused by me. Mm-hmm. She was own challenges I don't know what it is but I am the eldest of three mm-hmm. and I have a sister that's one year younger than I am and a brother that's 11 years younger than I am oh, wow. and ever since I was little I had this love for my dad I don't know why you know girls yeah. with their degrees, I just had and but what happened is that I also have his face right we are very, very similar and when I was little I would imitate him Mm -hmm. I would, I had, you know, gesticulate like him. I have a way of turning my head to the side, just like him, you know. Yeah. And these things would irritate her because they did not have a good relationship. Right. 
you know, they did not have a good relationship. So I don't actually know if, you know, she would see him and me, which I think that would happen, but um, she would punish me for it. Wow. And physical punishment and a lot of mental torment as well. You know, she would think that um, parents that go to church would not actually have certain behaviors, Mm -hmm. but I grew up parents always going to church, you know, mm. my parents singing in the choir and singing in the group and we were right. on church, church all the time. And But in my house, there was a lot of mental torment. Mm. Yeah. My mom was very cruel to me. She would, it's strange. I'll just share like a little snippet. Of yeah. So understand. Uh-huh. Like my father was, um, a superintendent of the police, so a very high-level police officer. Right. And he's also the one of the, the worship leaders. So he would mm-hmm. come home from work, toot the horn. Mm-hmm. My mom would go into the car, and off they would go to church to do choir practice and things like that. Right. Knowing that as she he tooted the horn for her to come out of the house, she would say, I'm coming, rush back to my room, tie me up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Tie me to the chair like this, oh, the back, and go to church. Wow! And then when when my dad, when we were pulling up after church, my grandmother, my mom's mom, would come over and untie me. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, and you know why? The- why did she do that though? Like, why? What was the purpose of? Um. I don't know. I you know now that I'm older. And I've looked into it. I really think she had a borderline personality. I really, yeah. really think that. Yeah. Yeah. Think that. Yeah. I think um, I've, I've been to therapy, actually, because, you know, there were mm-hmm. certain things that I did not understand. I could not understand why. Yeah. And funnily enough, she would tell me that my back was um, curved and she would be doing it for my good so that my shoulders would be straight. But, you know, at the time, I did not have curved shoulders at all. You know, mm-hmm. for many years, I modeled you know, so that I could not have had had shoulders, but my sister did. Oh, wow. (laughs) My sister did. And things like she did not like in my sister, she would punish me for. It was a very, very, very strange situation. Yeah. 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 Um, And my dad never knew. He never did. So like when he would be coming back from church, parking the car, she would run back inside and tie me and told me not to tell. So, you know, and then he grow up um, protecting the abuser, which was my mom, because not, not that you, that I, I was aware of it. It's just that it was almost as though I did not want my dad to suffer knowing. So I wouldn't tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did he ever find out though? Or he still like, doesn't know. He knows now because I did mm-hmm. speak about it when, um, you know, after I wrote one of my songs, I did speak about that because I right. wanted little girls in my same situation. Yes. If felt that a parent was abusing them, you know, especially like if it was a mother figure, because many times people don't really imagine mothers abusing. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's true. And yeah. So I, they're supposed to be nurturing, right? But that's yeah. not always the situation. Yeah. So I wanted little girls to know that they could tell someone and if they felt that they could not tell 
uh, a relative or their dad that they can go to teacher. They could and yeah. then keep on telling until someone believed them, you know, because people did know. So yeah. my teacher and everything, but I came from a family that was well known. Yeah. So yeah. like I actually do anything because they yeah. were a well-known family, you know, uh-huh. so, yeah. that's so difficult. Wow. Um, in my situation, I was the youngest of three girls and, um, the, the enemy has always been after me. Let's just put it that way. Since conception, the enemy has been after me. Um, my mom, uh, was on birth control when she got pregnant with me and she didn't know she was pregnant for about five months and she had been taking birth control for five months. And, um, she kept asking her doctor over and over again, like, I I think that I'm pregnant. This is my third one. You know, I kind of know the way you feel when you're pregnant. And he kept saying, no, no, you're not. And they kept doing tests and nothing. And then at five months, they said, um, you're pregnant and you should not continue the pregnancy because, your baby is going to be this and your baby is going to be that and blah, 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 blah. And my mom stood on, like my mom was a Catholic at the time. And um, my mom was like, like, I'm just going to pray and my mom is going to pray and everything's going to be okay. But she had so much stress in the nine months of carrying me that she actually has taken that out on me for years and years. And um, I came out 100% fine, normal, nothing, not a thing wrong with me. Um, but but she, she was always against me, always against me. And it was, it was a secret too, because it was only when no one else was around. I know. Only when no one, and, and still to this day, I live six hours away from her, so I don't have to deal with it. But still to this day, as soon as my dad leaves the house, as soon as my dad goes to have a nap, as soon as my dad goes to bed, I know it's going to start. I know. Uh, and I have forgiven her, yet she continues to this day. <laughs> but... It's one thing to forgive, but you've got to keep on forgiving, too. Yes. You know, um, I spent many, many years of my life, you know, trying with my mom because she had this kind of character where she could remember things from 30 years ago and punish punish me for them 30 30 years after. I mean, like, some nonsensical thing you know yeah something that another parent would be it would just be like something a child does but for her it was like the world was coming crashing down and she had to like punish you know and they were very rigid because she was like a vice principal of a school an elementary school so Mm -hmm. you know had to do very well in school Mm -hmm. and of the three of us I was the um highly strong one because I was always afraid you know you never never knew what could actually set her off so I was always highly strong always had like stomach aches always very very shy because I'm very tall Uh I'm 5'11 and a half always oh wow really 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Always having to sing because she would make me sing uh, with my sister. My sister was very extroverted, loved singing, loved writing songs. And I was introverted, very shy, did not want to sing, get headaches and fever and crying and, 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 and sore throats and did not want to sing, and, but had to sing. So just the fact that I did not want to sing was atrocious in itself for her, you know, yeah. and yeah. to do like singing competitions or things like that. And that would irritate her that one sister was so brilliant, you know, had a yeah. photographic memory and so forth. And me being even the eldest child, elder, you know, at the time my brother wasn't born yet, but I wasn't retiring. It's like when I was very little, I was very vivacious but as time grew on, came I was growing eight, nine, ten years old. Then I, my whole character started changing because right. because I was being abused. So you know, you kind of I was like retiring into myself. Yeah. So yeah. at the time, you know, my parents called me Simone. Mm. You know, I call yeah. myself Colleen now, but yeah. uh, you know, my home name was Simone, and my right. school name was Colleen. Right. And I just. Uh, I just remember always never knowing what could trigger situations. Yeah. And it would always happen when my dad was leaving the house as, as he left the house. And I remember my mom once, you know, she was upset with me about something. And for the whole week, she threatened me with beatings and she would show me, she actually <laughs> went and got a rope that they would tie like cows with. They know these really fibrous ropes. Yeah. She yeah. tied it together with knots. And she would show me that during the week. When your dad goes to church, this is for you. When your dad will not be here on Sunday, Saturday, he goes to choir practice, this is for you. And I would be terrified. I would literally yeah. Yeah. be terrified. I would be telling my dad, Dad, can I come with you? Daddy, would I can I come with you? And he's like, You cannot come. But he would be annoyed that I was asking him, you know, he didn't yeah. know what was happening. Yeah. But, you know, so I would be tr begging him to go, but he would not understand why I wanted to because I knew that something was going to happen to me. You yeah. Know? Definitely. So years and years of being afraid, but outwardly, people didn't know. Mm -hmm. People look at our family and wish that they were like us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People have no idea. It's always, it's always like that in abusive situations, though, where yeah. they put on a show for for anybody who will watch it, and then there's there's a totally different person at home. Yes, there were two times when one time my dad did find out something because we were supposed to go sing in a concert with um, a group, there's a, mm -hmm. a, a, a choir that we were singing with. And I remember we had gone to church in the morning. I had prepared my clothes afterwards, put my clothes nicely out on the bed so that I know that I'll be ready. And I do not know what happened. My clothes were not there at the time when I was supposed to get dressed. And I was, I just, I don't know how I managed to find the second uniform or whatever it is. Huh. My mom said, if you're not ready, you're not coming. And huh. she was rushing out the door with my sister, pulling my little brother along, running, you know, trying to make sure that I did not come. I was like five minutes after them. I got a taxi and I went. Oh. And the fact that I actually arrived there, I could see her face was 
tremendous. And I knew something was going to happen. When the concert finished, through the car door, she was like taking with her shoe, with the shoe the heel and hitting me in my face through the window with the shoe heel. Oh Unknowns to her, there was a policeman seeing the wow. scene. But seeing that that policeman knew that my dad was his superior, the policeman did not intervene. He did tell my father, though. Yeah. You know, he told my father, but my dad, he, he, I, I don't know how it is that I think he spoke to her, but somehow it was as though when people that bully you or abuse um, people find out what they're doing, it can actually be worse for you somehow. Yeah. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Uh-huh. More than, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's as though, like yeah. if somebody knew about it, I had to be more, I was more afraid because then she would be more vicious because somebody knew. Yeah. So yeah. really horrible, you know. Wow. How, but somehow um, it took me many, many, many years of trying you know, when I went home to Trinidad, because I live in Italy now, I would go mm-hmm. home um, to see my parents. I would always stay with my dad and not with my mom, so she'd be upset yeah. with me. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I could not stay. I mean, I would try to stay. I would get through like a day. But I knew like on the second day, something would happen. She yeah. would remember something and punish me for it on that day. So I could not yeah. Could yeah. not physically stay, you know. Yeah, yeah. For years, 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 I would try, I would try, I would try, but something would always happen, and you know, and I, 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 I couldn't stay around her for too long. Yeah, it's yeah. it can be really difficult because because on both sides, it's like all of those old feelings and old things start coming back, right? And you never know when something could happen again. That's the other thing, you know, um, with me, it's like, I have spent time there. Um, even recently I've spent like months there. Um, and there's still, there's still something there. There's still some sort of bitterness there, not on my end, but it comes out in, you can do nothing right. If you put the pot on this side of the stove, you're wrong. If you put the pot on this side of the stove, you're still wrong. <laughs> yes. To me, with me, it was being compared to my siblings. You know, uh-huh. my sister was always better at everything. You know, right? And so it was um, you know, you should not compare children. Every child is different. It exactly. Hurt inside that child, and I had very, very low self esteem. Mm-hmm. You know, people did not, mm-hmm. did not know it, but I really did. Yeah. You know, I would not try out for things because I thought that I would fail, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even that, it, immediately thinking that I knowing within myself that I had the capacity, but not trying if it was something where, how shall I explain? Low self esteem that I've had to battle until now. Yeah. Yeah. Until, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Only now I'm 55 soon. Really? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would never I, guess that. A little while ago, I started to 
to know that I can, like for me, just even sing, I could not sing happy birthday to you in front of anybody. Wow, really? So I was so um, afraid of singing in public. My mom used to make me sing with my sister um, from six, seven years old until I was 16. And then Mm -hmm. when I was 16, I had such a fiasco in front of the whole church that I did not sing again for like more than 25 years ever. My goodness. So for me to actually write a song and, and have it produced and sing it, I mean, that is a big thing. Like It is. It is. It's, it's, that's, that's how you overcome though, especially with writing. I always say like once you write something down on paper, it comes out of your head and it goes right onto the paper and there's healing in that. I can't actually write a song on my own. It's like I literally would hear the words and write those down because I don't know that I could write a song. Then like, exactly. Then started, you know? yeah. Yeah. That's yes. it. <laughs> so so. Um, during, during that time, did you have a lot of conversations with the Lord about your mom? I prayed about, you know, I prayed regarding my mom. I did pray. But it was, it was something that, it was continuous. I could pray, but I did not see any remedy. I did not see, I did not, I could not find any help Mm -hmm. of any kind. Mm -hmm. The only help that I actually found was when, she was three years before she died. Mm-hmm. She had Alzheimer's. Right. And then, you know, I would try to go home to see her before she had Alzheimer's. I would go, yeah. we would always be at loggerheads. It was never peace for me ever, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. But when she, when I found out that she had Alzheimer's, even then, I I was afraid to go because I didn't know what I would find, you know. Mm-hmm. I had found out a few days before that even in her, you know how people that have Alzheimer's, sometimes they can be manic. They, would be, they, they could be saying things, maybe remembering situations. Mm-hmm. You don't know what exactly they're remembering in their mind or if they're imagining exactly. things, if not. And in that manic state she was in, it was referred to me that she was thinking of like hitting me in my face, cutting my face open, those things that she did when I was, when she tried to do when I was little. So I had my flight and I was very, very afraid of going. I did not Mm -hmm. want to, I did not want to think about going, but I remember that in my church, this African pastor came, she was a prophet Mm -hmm. and she looked at me and she says to me, what's going on between you and your mom? And I was like, Wow. wow. Yeah. And she says to me, whatever it is, you need to go home now and ask her for forgiveness. I was like, I have to ask her for forgiveness? There is no way in this world that I am going to ask my mom for forgiveness because I have done nothing to her. Yeah. She has done things to me. Yeah. And she said to me, if your mother dies and does not bless you, and reverse the curses that she has said over your life. Yeah. Your life will always be cursed. And I was like, 
how can I ask, how can I ask you for forgiveness? She said, you need to go now. Oh, wow. And I remember I booked my flight. I was trembling. I was like, I do not know what to do. And she says yeah. to me, if she did not give you food to eat, you give her food to eat. If she did not give you things to drink, if she did not clothe you, you do all of those things for her mm -hmm. and you need to go home and do them now. And I remember it so many times my mom would cook for my brother and my sister and herself and not for my dad and me. Wow. When I was little, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She would do things like that to hurt us. Yeah. So I, the things that this prophet told me resonated with me mm -hmm. and I had to go home. I booked my flight. In two days I was there. Amen. That's that's straight from the Lord. Like that's straight from the Lord. And it's like his answer to your prayers didn't come right away, but it did come in the form of this is gonna be the rest of your life that you're gonna have to carry this if you don't deal with it yeah. right now. And so I went it's it's really it, it's my mom's friend picked me up. We went to the hospital and I had prepared, you know, like some, some, some dates with, right. with almonds and things for her to eat. And I bought stuff for him to drink. And mm -hmm. when I walked in, she was shocked. Yeah. She literally froze and looked at me shocked, aghast. Because, because the Bible says, when you do good to those who have done you wrong, you wreak coals of fire on their head. That's true. And so as difficult as it is to, to do those things and to, it's, it's really, um, it's for her, but it's not for her. It's for it you. It was for me. I remember that trip as being life-changing for me because mm -hmm. I was so afraid, Kelly. Yeah. Okay. I was so afraid because just as I was leaving, I get this, my mom's friend said to me, your mom yesterday was saying, you know, if I see Simone, I'm going to slice her face open and stuff like that. I Inside my, my heart just like shrank. I was like shrinking inside. I did not know. What will I do when I see her? What can I say when I see her? I was like yeah. terrified. Okay. Walk into that hospital. And I, I was determined to, I did not know how to tell her, mom, please forgive me if I did something wrong. I did not know how to handle that situation, but I knew yeah. that I had to do it. Uh-huh. Oh, it happened on the second day. I would go every day, you know, yeah. to see her during the visiting hours. Mm -hmm. She was happy to see me. But then I could see that that there was some kind of like demon in there. They could yeah. see it wink out at her yep. sometimes. Yep. The way she would glare at me. I mean, one minute she's speaking to me and then the next minute she's glaring at me. Yeah. Looking kind of eyes at me sideways and that would my heart would go cold, you know? Yeah. I, I just tried my best. And then at that time, at a certain point, I just took all my courage and I said, Mom, um, I just wanted to tell you that if I've ever done anything to hurt you, please forgive me. I didn't mean it. 
please forgive me for anything that I may have said or done, even thought that may have caused you pain. Kelly, if I had known that by telling my mom that, I would have done that years ago. This woman that used to curse me, she went from like this to this. And she says to me, you know, in the Bible, when they say, blessed are you in the field and blessed you are here and blessed you are there. They're, 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 my mom started blessing me. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I've always loved you. You are my firstborn. May God bless you. May God keep you. May this and that. And I was flabbergasted. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I okay. could not believe it. Okay. So. That's amazing, I, though. And that's like, the Lord knew that that would happen when you did that. And that's why. That's why he had you do that. As as challenging and as difficult as it can be. And I'll bet that was very challenging. But the Lord goes before us, you know. He goes before us and he makes our path straight. And that's something that when we're in those situations where we are so afraid it's like there's so much comfort in the fact that he goes before us. He's already there. He already knows what the outcome is going to be. And he wants us healed. At the end of the day, he, he wants us to be healed and delivered from those situations. Yes, he does. Um, even so... Even though that happened, it took years still because that happened three years before she died. Mm -hmm. But those three years when she had the Alzheimer's and then we had, you know, she had to be taken to a clinic and all of that. Right. Really tough because there were times when she in her mind, I could not tell where she was, in which period of life she was living. So there were times when she would be very, very standoffish yeah there were times when she would say things that hurt me very badly mm-hmm. and I, I during those three years I went often because I'm saying to myself you know I need to go often because certainly there would be one time well she will not recognize me anymore you know right right I had to go often as I could yeah I remember the last time I saw my mom this was just before she died just before the COVID and I mm-hmm. I thank God God is merciful huh yeah. If she had died during the COVID, then what would we have done? She yeah. died just before COVID. Right. You know, I went home for the last time. I didn't know it was the last time. She was in this clinic, but she did not recognize me at all. You know, and during those three years, I would re- I remember talking to my family, my sister, my brother, my dad. I said, we need to fast for mom because if she dies, I was sure that she would go to hell. I mean, like, to me... Yeah. Yeah, the unforgiveness that was in her heart. Yeah. I was so afraid for her soul. For sure, for sure. I was afraid for her soul, you know. So I, I said, we need to fast and pray for her, you know. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes. And I remember when we went, when I went that last time, she did not recognize me at all. Mm-hmm. My Her friend took me with her. And, you know, I am, I'm a spa therapist. I do pedicures and all of that. Right. So and my mom needed to have her feet taken care of. So I went with all of my instruments. And I remember oh. I would go every day trying to take care of something for her. Yeah. And you know, she liked the lady that was taking care of her feet. She did not recognize me. Yeah. She liked the lady. So there she is complimenting the lady. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, oh you're so wow. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Look at you. What a wonderful face you have. She's not knowing that is the same person that she tries to slice my face open with her show. Oh, wheel. goodness. She is me the whole time she said look at that you know she's taking this this court callus off my foot but she's so gentle I'm not feeling any pain and that's the way she was during the hours I was with her so every day I would try to she would be always talking about Jesus yeah I knew that the superficial speaking about Jesus was not the fruit that she would demonstrate in her real life. So sure. I was always, so I started saying to her, well, you know, you love Jesus, ma'am. And she's like, oh, I love Jesus. And I, I found the strength. I was like always asking God to give me an opening yes. to talk about forgiveness. Uh-huh. All the time. So she was always talking to her friend, you know, always saying Jesus, Jesus. So I said to her, oh, so you love Jesus? And she said, yes, I do. And I said to her, um, so you know that Jesus said that I, I found a way somehow. I was like, you know, Jesus yeah. said that if you do not forgive people that have hurt you, ma'am, then he can then he cannot forgive you for your sins. And she's looking me straight in my eyes and saying, that is not true. She was already upset. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, well, you know, if your, your, your husband has done something, that because they had been divorced by that your yeah. ex-husband has done something that you didn't like you hurt your feelings you know you have to forgive if your daughter did something that you didn't like you need to forgive her yeah and she's that is not true and she was living and I was like yes and I'm doing her feet and I'm massaging her feet but I'm telling her that I'm talking I'm talking yeah. about forgiveness yeah and then um I say to her um Shall we pray about asking God to help you to forgive? And she says to me, no, um, I will do it tomorrow. And she says, um, I'm talking and talking. And she says, well, I said, well, may I pray for you? And she said, yes. So I started all the way back to pray for her ancestors and pray for, you know, all the way down. Yeah, yes, from the beginning. (laughs) And then... That prayer finished. She said, thank you for this this wonderful, timely prayer. And she said, we'll pray about, you know, forgiveness, my forgiving people eventually tomorrow. So I was excited. I went home. I talked to my dad, went back to the clinic the next day. And she was almost catatonic. Nothing there. Oh, wow. Nothing. Wow. I was so hurt. I was so upset. I was I was begging God, please let her rec- please let her speak. Please yeah. give me yeah. another chance. Yeah. Please this and please that. I went back to I came back to Italy and my mom was like she it was she was not there anymore. Oh wow. So during those months, this was like December when I left. Um, April, 
the woman from the clinic called me, the, the head of the clinic. She calls me and said, um, your mom wants to talk to you. I was like, great. And she was perfectly fine. She was lucid. Oh my goodness. And so after, so he continued talking to me, I started again. You know, Jesus said, if you do not forgive people that have hurt you, he, you cannot be forgiven. Yeah. And I spoke and I spoke and I spoke. And she says to me, um, okay, so you want to pray? I was like, yeah. So I'm, I'm leading her in the prayer now. And I'm saying, um, dear Lord Jesus, please help me to forgive. And she's saying, dear Lord Jesus, please help me. But she's not saying, help me to yeah. forgive. Yeah. And that continued for like half an hour. Oh, my goodness. And I continued and I continued. And she's after a long time, she said, please, Lord Jesus, help me to forgive. And I, I led her in, help me to forgive my husband, help me to forgive my daughter, help me to forgive this, just help me to forgive. As I tried to remember um, where she had broken bridges yeah. with people. Yeah. yeah. And then after this long prayer, she says to me, um, well, do I have to give Jesus some money? What? And I said, no, forgiveness is free. Yeah, yeah. Because forgiveness is free. I don't have to give him any money. I said, no, yeah. forgiveness is free, mom. Yeah. And free. then after that, isn't that incredible? And then um, she says to me, um, you know, I did some really th bad things to you. And I said, but... It's all forgiven, mom. And she's crying now. And she says, it's all forgiven. It's all forgiven. I said, yes, it's all forgiven. Jesus said that we need to forgive. If not, if we don't forgive, we can't. He, we, he, he can't forgive us. So we can't go to heaven. We want to go to heaven, right? We need to forgive people. And she said, so you forgive? And I said, yes, I forgive. Yeah. That was the last time my mom was losing. Wow. It never happened again. Wow. Wow. It never happened, at least with me again. Yeah. Ever, ever again. Wow. From April till November when Thank she died. Thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. So. Wow. God is good. He is amazing. amazing. Do you know that um, many times, sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Many times I've wondered why I went through those things when I was little. I don't understand why it, it hurt me so much. But yeah. then I realized that it prepared me for things that I've gone through in my adult life. Things that I've yeah. gone through with my mom and the loneliness that I felt growing up in my family because my mom loved my brother and sister, didn't love me. Stuff yeah. like that. Uh -huh. You know, put me aside, ridiculed and stuff like that. It helped me to be, in a certain sense, resilient. Yes. And it also helped me to know how to um, to be by myself. Yes. Because I had to have situations where I am, I am completely surrounded by people, but I was alone. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And so when, when I'm talking about my song, One Minute, when I was literally alone during my pregnancy, completely yeah. alone, yeah. I had to depend you know, I had to know how to forge through by myself because I was completely alone. And I knew that if I had not gone through those moments of those long, long years of solitude, I would not have been able to get through that pregnancy at all. For sure. I know, I know that for sure.
It's like he always prepares us for what lies ahead, you know? It's, yes. It's just the beginning from the end, and he knows exactly what you're going to go through. Um, I felt the same way in, in my family because I was so different from them. And it was like an accusation, like, you're so different from us. You know, and it was it was not not accepted. And um, if it wasn't for me feeling alone during those times, now for the last eleven years, I have worked alone, just me and the Lord. You know, so, I have a few people helping here and there, but they're not close by. Right. You know, it's me and him, and and that walk with him. You know, he let me know that he was there the whole time. I was never alone. I felt like I was alone. Even now, I still feel like I'm alone sometimes. But he always reminds me that he is right there and he's right next to me. And he's already prepared the way. He's already made the path straight. He's already gone before us and um i actually just did on my other podcast i just did an episode he goes before us because during those times like when we need to know that he is he's already there he's already done it he's already you know healed us he's already he's already done it and it's so important to to remember that you know and he's always going to remind us of that I think when it says that God can take a mess and turn it into a miracle, it is so true. And then he will give you beauty for ashes. It's so true. Because yeah. I have met, I don't know, I, I, I've i met, I have this affinity for little girls. I just love them. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. Because I've always wanted a, you know, to have a daughter. I have uh-huh. said, I love you, but I've always wanted yeah. a daughter. I always have, I notice little... Um, Sometimes I can tell if children are going through something, probably yeah. because I went through it myself. It's as yeah. though, yes, I don't know how to explain, not only with them, also with single moms. I, uh-huh. There were certain points in my life where I would meet single moms all the time with their kids. All the time, God will always put them right in front of me, and I knew that I had to help them. Yeah. With my story, I would always be, it just as though nothing is wasted. It's terrible yeah. to go things but it's as though nothing is wasted in the end it exactly shed will would be something that would be able to make us understand others pain that people that are going through the same things that we've yes. been through yeah same things yeah and, and there's no like to, to understand their pain and to help them though yeah if we if we, if we allow ourselves to without getting bitter then we can do so much for other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there, there are no coincidences with God. You know, that's the important thing is that he uses all things. He uses the good and he uses the bad, right? Mm-hmm. What we perceive as bad, we have to take and go through and suffer sometimes so that somebody else doesn't have to. That's true. And that's amazing. God is so good. But there are no coincidences. He puts us in the right place, in the right situations. We just have to be aware 
of what he's doing in those situations. You know, even just the simplest, simplest things like, like the person, you know, in the morning when I go for a walk, I go, you know, up the trails and, you know, he's, he'll say, pray for that person. True. You don't know why you're praying for that person, but he'll say, pray for that person. But he put that person there for that moment so that you can pray for it. So everything works together. Every single detail, all things work together. And um, Romans 8.28, I love that scripture because it's it's so true. All things do work together for, for his good so that he can get the glory, so that he can... And we don't know, like I said, we don't know the reason why we're praying for that person. We don't know. That person doesn't even know we're praying for them. <laughs> but, you know, and we, we won't get to see the outcome of our prayers. But if he said to do it, obedience, do it. But it's, it's amazing how, like, I'm sure that the Holy Spirit is, showing you those situations like, hey, this is a single mother. Hey, this is a young girl who's in need. This is a young girl who, you know, just pray for them. It happened today, just just before I, I went to do a massage, a private massage. And this lady, I've done one massage for her before. I don't know what she's had, you know, in her stomach area. Yeah. It is, it's as though she had a lot of surgeries. Like it's bumpy. Right. And the first time, you know, she was very hesitant to let me touch her stomach. I don't normally massage stomach, but that day she allowed me to. And when I was doing it, she was crying. So at the end of a massage, I was there, you know, very gently just, and I was praying and I was asking God, please, would you heal whatever um, wounds that she has, like any wounds in her soul that these wounds in her stomach may have caused because I could tell that it was it was not only just physical something spirit something really yeah. really major, traumatic yeah. really there. So at the end of the massage, now she says to me, "Is it you or is it somebody guiding you while you're massaging?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She says, uh, "Tell me if it's you or if it's like somebody guiding something guiding you." I said, "Well, while I was massaging your stomach, I was praying for you." I was praying for God to heal whatever it is that caused you so much pain in your stomach area. And maybe, um, you know, inside of, in our souls, we, they, they are, they are um, wounds in our souls if they're not yes. healed. Yes. And she was crying and she told me, I felt it. She said to me, it was as though it was a prayer while you were massaging my stomach. And I was like, that oh, is the strangest wow. thing she has ever mm-hmm. told me about doing a massage yeah. on them. She yeah. said, I felt as though it was a prayer on my stomach. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is so good. And yeah. that's that's an advantage that you have doing massages because if you lay your hands on the sick, they will be healed. <laughs> it's like Sometimes people don't need to know that you're praying for them, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I do pray for them, but she 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 made me tell her because I could not tell her it's me. I had yeah. to give yeah. glory. So I said, you know, that's why because they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. 
it is it is so so important uh that we forgive though um just going back to that um forgiveness is something that i feel like the lord puts it in my heart sometimes it's like you know i'll 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 be upset about something the night before and i wake up in the morning and i and i just feel his peace and i feel like he just drops for like he literally just goes here's some forgiveness i'm going to put this in your heart right now so that you you will think about it but you won't remember it in the same way you will no you will you will still remember it but you just won't feel the same way about it and that's he's done that in several situations to the point where when i need to forgive a situation or a person i'll say can you do that again <laughs> can you just drop that forgiveness <laughs> cuz i know you've done it specifically for what you just said cuz i have to forgive somebody it's got to do that for me yes Amen. And that's like that's always my prayer. I'm like, Lord, can you just you know that little drop thing that you do? <laughs> that's so nice. That's so nice. He's so good, and he he does it. He does it. But sometimes it's really surprised me to the point where I wasn't expecting to feel that way about it, and then all of a sudden I just do, and I'm like. You did this cuz this is not me. I would hang on to it forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, he's so good. So so good. That is an awesome 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 testimony though, sis. Like this whole episode like whew, powerful, powerful, powerful. This is for someone. Yeah, I well, I sometimes you don't I I, I don't really know I've gone through a whole so many things like so many like really heavy stuff but I don't know how much I can share and how much I cannot share. Yeah. The thing with you is that I think you understood exactly where it was coming from. Amen. You know, Absolutely. it was okay to talk about it. Aww. And always if it can help some little girl somewhere. Amen. Always be any little girls, any little boys because you know I thought I was helping little girls until one Japanese man wrote me when I was you know when I was doing my music and I was talking yeah. about just those four or five episodes yeah. that I did. Yeah. This Japanese man wrote to me and said to me, "Thank you for the forgiving stead song because because um, when I said forgive stead don't wish them dead it sounded stupid yeah. you know so yeah. crazy." Yeah. Yeah. He said to me he understood exactly what he was saying because he had been in a madhouse for a long time he had been in a madhouse for a long time because he had been so abused by his parents that he'd gone off yeah and he said that he would wish them dead but when he heard yeah. that song he understood exactly where i was coming from and i know that when you i heard that song dead. Some super Christians told me, "Are oh, you crazy? You cannot say something like that." And I said, "Well, that's exactly how I felt, though." So yeah, yeah. And of then from all the way across the world wrote me and said, "I understand exactly." And he said, "People in Japan need to hear that song because in their culture, he said to me, we do not really know about forgiving. We know about harakiri. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. The honor thing." Uh-huh. It's more like and not the forgiveness. He said, "Well, it's really important that my culture understand that forgiveness is important." That's what he told it me. It is. It is. That's, 
amazing to me, you know? Yeah, wow. It's a very superficial song when in reality, you know, so I was yeah. glad to hear and um, and when when the Lord gives you like gives you a song, it's you know there's always going to be people who are going to be like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, but the Lord gave it to you. It has a purpose. It has a there's a reason why He gave it to you. There's a there's it's for someone. Yeah. This show this this show is for more than one someone. I know that much. <laughs> and the Lord. <laughs> planting major seeds and the Lord is going to bring the increase. He is going to be the one to make sure that it gets in the right hands and make sure that people are watching and people are just knowing that, you know, it, it's something that happens to you, but it doesn't have to be, you know, your, your life story. It, there's, there's so much beyond forgiveness. There's so much beyond that. And that's a big major hurdle that you have to overcome. But when you do, there's something in it. And um, I said this before on the show, but um, there's a song that uh, that was on our radio uh, a couple of years ago. And it, it's called The Storm. And it says, the storm is a ministry. Your biggest storm is what is going to help others is it's what you're meant to be doing it's your purpose you know when i i had uh, god told me to talk well i felt in my spirit five years ago six years ago that i was supposed to speak about why i wrote those songs yeah and it took me like two years to even actually do like the first episode i did not know how to do it because yeah. it's like really raw stuff, you know, really yeah. hurtful, painful stuff for me. Yeah. And when when my mom told me that she loved me, did I tell you? Yes, I did tell you. Like my mom said, she loved me. I'm your, um, you know, you're you're my firstborn. I love you, and yeah. be blessed. Be blessed yeah. there. After that, I did not know how to speak about the things in my life anymore I mean I just did not know how to articulate them because like when I was talking about my mom before when you know it was not an expose it was always trying to be explain a situation in 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 the most neutral way that I possibly could and then come back to the fact that we'd forgiven each other you know yeah but when that oh at least I was try I was hoping that one day we would get to a point where we could have peace Yes. What had actually happened afterwards, I just did not know how to speak about those things anymore because I felt almost as though I was betraying her in some way. I don't know how yeah. to explain it. And it's so I hard. stopped speaking about it, but I think that it was wrong to stop speaking about those things. Yeah. Because it was a, like a testimony and, and in the end, maybe I could have been helping someone somewhere that was going through the same thing. It's just that I didn't know at the time how to do it, you know. But also the Lord, like, he prepares us in a way where, like, I spent years just with him. Not saying too much, just doing the magazine, just doing the radio, just not not speaking too much, not saying too much, not, you know, and then one day in 2020, he was like, it's time for you to speak. And when I spoke, what was coming out of my mouth was him. 100% him. Yeah. 
him. Because before that, it would have been me. It would have been about me. It would have been me speaking. But what started coming out of my mouth actually surprised me. Because I had held so much in for so long. But then he was saying, let me say it for you. Because the way that I'm going to say it is going to be the way that it will touch people. Right. Right. He's amazing. So amazing. Okay, so we have about uh, three or four minutes left. So if you just want to speak anything that the Holy Spirit leads you to talk about for a couple minutes, and then if you could pray us out, that would be amazing. Everybody goes through their challenges. Everybody goes through something. And, you know, people would look at our family and many people want it to be us. That is why it's never good (laughs) to wish that you're someone else because you do not know what X or Y person is going through at all. By God's grace, my mom and I, managed to forgive each other before it was too late. Mm-hmm. And I praise God because word mm-hmm. curses go on in the atmosphere. Yes. Even when that person dies. And I did not realize those things until just recently. Uh-huh. Only now I understand how big a deal it was for me to forgive my mom and for her to forgive me in time, just in the nick of time. And I praise God for it because if not, you know, my mom would used to say all the time that things would be difficult for me. She would just literally say it. And everything I've had to do, I've always had to struggle. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Things would be easy for my sister. Things would be hard for me. Yeah. Things would be easy for her. I would have to fight. And Parents, be mindful of the things you tell your kids. Please, be mindful. When I'm with my son, you know, sometimes my son can get on my last nerve, yes. But that that does not mean that I am free to just Mm. over, you know, just like I cannot. We have to be so mindful about the things we say over our children. Because... Those are things that the seeds that come out of our mouths will germinate and will bring fruit. Let's just be mindful of that and always, always be loving, always letting our kids know, at least I try to tell them, I might be angry with you for a minute, but please always tell me if something's going on with you. Don't keep it in. Tell mom and I'll always try to help. I, I literally did not know for most of my childhood that I could have gone to my parents with a problem. I, I did not know that they would have helped me. I did not know. Yeah. And so I could have gone through so much less pain in my lifetime if I had simply spoken to my dad, told him certain things, you know, I did not know. Yeah. And so I pray God, Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, and I I want to thank you for this, this meeting together, Lord God. 
And I pray that even though the experience that I have spoken about today uh, was a strong experience, I know it might be surprising to some people, you know, that this happened in a Christian home where my, my parents were Christians, going to church every Sunday during the week and everything. But in my house, there was total chaos. And Lord, I pray that we will not always just stop at the appearance of what is, what it seems to be, mm-hmm. but that behind the scenes that really that we are holding on to you in the midst of problems that we do not have anguish in our homes and 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 it's just not an appearance, it's not just a facade, it's just not hypocrisy, Lord Jesus, because unfortunately these things can happen. We pray that they happen less and less and they stop happening at all. But God, I pray that if there's any little girl any little boy going through what I may have gone through when I was younger, Lord, that some discerning adult, some discerning teacher, some discerning child can see, can hear, can understand, can observe and find help. Let this child find help, Lord God. May you send your angels to protect children that need help, protect the children that are being abused. And that, and that teachers will be so observant and have the discernment that only you can give to help. And, and may parents, Lord God, find the help that they need through you, through counselors, through Christian counselors, through assistance of whatever kind to overcome their problems, their issues, their psychological issues, in, in 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 ways that that do not involve hurting their kids because they are hurting the adults that these children become and not only the child that is small father may this talk that we had today reach the ears of someone or more than one hopefully that really needed to hear this And please continue putting people in our path that need our help and that we are able to help them, Lord God, by testifying to how great you are and how you have preserved our lives and how you, in the end, did help us to forge. You forged us. You helped us, Lord God so that we can have our testimonies today to be able to help others, help people that have gone through things not to be bitter, Lord God. Bitterness can last for a moment, but it must not last forever. Lord God, help them to see you and what you can do through them. Allow them to, that, so that the, that the Holy Spirit can work through them, Lord God so that what really was intended for evil can be changed into good and for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. In agreement. Powerful.
Powerful, powerful. <laughs> well, sis, we are going to definitely have to have you back on the show. Definitely, definitely, because I had goosebumps. I cried. I had goosebumps again. I cried again. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> amazing, amazing episode. Thank you so, so much for being a part of it. And definitely keep me posted if you want to come back on and share another part of your testimony. Sure. Thanks for inviting me, Kelly. Thanks so yes, much. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I love you. You're awesome. <laughs> okay, we will talk really, really soon. I will definitely be keeping you in prayer. And yes, I pray that this show will reach the people that it needs to reach. And I know the Lord is working. He is so good. Thanks. Okay, sis. God bless you. We Bye. will talk to you real soon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.